0: for hate crime charges after a stabbing in West Campus. What we know so far and why some feel more needs to be done in cases like
1: these. Clouds are thickening up as we head into this evening. We'll show you the rain chances that
2: are rising for the weekend and help you plan around them. And an appeals panel rules former President Trump is not immune from prosecution over efforts to overturn the 2020 election. We have Trump's response and how it could impact his bid for president.
0: A 23-year-old Palestinian-American is recovering in the hospital after being stabbed in West Campus Sunday night. Now there's a call for hate crime charges against the man accused of attacking him.
2: Now The victim was in town from Dallas for the pro-Palestine protest, according to his parents. Our Jayla Washington breaks down what happened.
3: The victim's name is Zachariah. His father tells me he was with three of his friends, all of them Palestinian-American. They were at a stop sign like this one here in West Campus when the man accused of attacking them noticed a scarf on the passenger side door affiliated with Palestine, started yanking on the door handle, even hitting the car, eventually even opening up the door, pulling out Zachariah, later stabbing him. Trying to be a voice for Palestinians in Gaza suffering in the Israel-Hamas war. Zachariah, a new father, now lays in a hospital bed with stab wounds and a broken rib. The
4: first thing came to my mind is I'm going to lose my son.
3: His father, now his voice as he recovers from a violent attack.
4: My son was yelling and screaming at
5: 4 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't do nothing about it except call nurses. Please help him. Please help my son.
3: The suspect in the case, Burt Baker. Investigators say he yelled racial slurs at Zachariah and his friends. Zachariah's family says the attack could have been prevented if elected officials from federal, state, and local called for a ceasefire to the Israel Hamas war.
0: We are living in fear.
3: We have seen attacks across the U.S and it's getting worse over time. According to the Council on American Islamic Relations, nationwide, there have been over 3,000 complaints of anti-Muslim and anti-Palestinian incidents in the last three months.
2: This is over a 200% increase from this time last year.
3: Austin's branch of the Anti-Defamation League says they have also tracked more hateful anti-Muslim and anti-Semitic rhetoric since the start of the war. More than 2,000 anti-Semitic incidents reported in the U.S. so far. leads to violent action and we saw that yesterday. Zachariah's family hopes what happened to him is a wake up call.
2: This hate
0: that's going around needs to stop.
3: Jayla Washington, KXAN News.
2: And Austin Police say it's Hate Crimes Review Committee is already investigating the stabbing. And the DA's office says it will then review those findings and then make a determination on the charges.
0: A U.S. appeals panel in Washington has ruled former President Trump is not immune from prosecution and now faces a trial on charges he tried to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election.
2: The former president's legal team says they will ask the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn the ruling, and as NBC's Alice Barr reports, that could have a major impact on the 2024 presidential election.
4: A major blow today to the crux of former President Trump's legal defense as a federal appeals court in Washington, D.C. ruled against his broad claim of immunity. A three-judge panel rejected the Trump team's argument that he could not be charged for efforts to overturn the 2020 election that culminated in the January 6th Capitol attack because he was acting in his role as president at the time of the alleged crimes. The judges, two Democrat-appointed one Republican, Republican Unanimously agreed that quote former President Trump's stance would collapse our system of separated powers by placing the president beyond the reach of all three branches adding we cannot accept that the office of the presidency places its former occupants above the law for all time thereafter. They referred to him as quote citizen Trump with all of the defenses of any other criminal defendant. The former president on social media slammed what he called a nation destroying ruling repeating his argument that a president must have full immunity to properly function and avoid quote the opposite party's vicious retribution after leaving office. The Trump campaign has already said he will appeal the ruling. If the Supreme Court ultimately decides to take the case, timing will be critical. Mr. Trump running to take back the White House is already fundraising off the ruling, again seeking to turn his legal woes to his political advantage. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News.
0: On Thursday, the Supreme Court will hear arguments in a separate case over whether former President Trump should be allowed on the ballot in Colorado. After that, state Supreme Court ruled he should be disqualified for engaging in insurrection.
2: First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon.
1: Well, most of the day was beautiful with blue sky and sun. We are starting to see increasing clouds drifting in from the west now, as you can see from our Whittlesey Landscape Supplies camera in southeast Austin, looking toward downtown. Easy to see those clouds in the gray from west to east on clouds and radar. As uh, ominous as it looks, we're not getting any rain out of these clouds in the near term, uh, just increasing clouds into tonight. Still mild, though, with middle and upper 60s as you step out here this evening. And we expect we'll go in and out of some of these clouds here tonight. So a partly cloudy night. On the way, 61 at seven, fifty-six at 9, dropping into the low 50s here by 11 o'clock tonight. Coming up in first warning weather, we'll be losing more sunshine tomorrow. We'll show you the mild air through Saturday, and then some cooling rain that may affect your weekend plans.
2: All right, Nick, thank you very much. The U.S. House has advanced a resolution impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. A procedural vote passed by a vote of 216 to 209. Now, after two hours of debate, the House will hold a final vote expected at 530 this evening. If it passes, Mayorkas will become only the second cabinet secretary in history to be impeached. Republican Tom McClintock from California said earlier today he would vote against the impeachment, but not because he has faith in what Mayorkas has done. Mr. Speaker, Secretary
4: Mayorkas is guilty of maladministration of our immigration laws on a cosmic scale. But we know that's not grounds for impeachment because the American founders specifically rejected it.
2: And now Republicans argue that impeachment hearings are needed due to record high illegal border crossings. President Biden has denounced the charge to impeach Mallorcas as a political attack. Well, several court hearings today for those facing charges related to the death of Javier Ambler, including the former sheriff of Williamson County, a county attorney, and sheriff's deputies.
0: He died in custody after a chase in 2019. The deputies at the time were being followed by crews from the reality show Live PD. Sands Mercedes Hernandez is joining us now from the Travis County Courthouse. Mercedes, who appeared in court today?
5: Hey guys, there were two hearings today. The first was for former Williamson County Sheriff Robert Chody and former county attorney Jason Nasser. They've both been charged with tampering with evidence related to this case, primarily concerning video taken by Live PD at the time of Ambler's arrest and what happened to it afterwards. The second hearing was for James Johnson and Zachary Camden. They were both deputies at the time and they've been charged with manslaughter. They're accused of acting recklessly during Ambler's arrest, allegedly using a taser on him, despite him telling officers at the time that he had a heart condition. After Ambler's arrest, he later died at the hospital.
2: And Mercedes, did anything new come out of the hearings today?
5: Uh, nothing really new happened during Chody and Nasser's hearing. Uh, The state asked for a little bit more time to thoroughly go through as many as 18 witnesses and to determine if a pre-trial hearing might be necessary here. The second case though, uh, it was, oh excuse me, let me, let me finish that one first up. Uh, And then the defense also asked for a little bit more time to work on its case as well. They determined that those guys would come back in March to see if a pre-trial hearing would be necessary and how to move forward from there. Now that getting to that second hearing, both sides wanted to be absolutely clear on what could not or could or could not be brought up during jury selection or during court. The defense asked that Chody and Nasser's case really only be mentioned when absolutely necessary, but the prosecution said that that case is crucial to this one. The judge determined that whenever this does go to trial, that either side needs to approach the bench before they bring that up during court. Mercedes,
0: tell us what's next for these cases. What are you looking ahead to?
5: Yeah, so those former deputies will be the first, it looks like, to go on trial. Jury selection for that case starts in about two weeks. But uh, the defense and the prosecution will come together early next week to go through things a little bit more before the call for jurors goes out.
2: All right, Mercedes Fernandez reporting live for us. Thank you very much. Hundreds of CapMetro Metro workers say they haven't been paid for some of their work why the paychecks are missing and what's being done to fix it.
0: And the Federal Aviation Administration went to Congress today over airplane safety, what they had to say about holding companies like Boeing responsible.
2: Plus, why the state of New Hampshire is looking into a Texas company. And this all has to do with worrying robocalls impersonating the president
0: more than 350 Cat Metro bus operators didn't receive their full pay last month. That's according to agency officials and their third party contractor. Agency officials say the problem stems from a change in payroll systems. The issue comes after the Cat Metro board voted in September to bring on a new contractor to handle bus operations, Keolis, and ended its contract with MV Transportation. The company said employees received a notice on January 12th and January 26th about the change in payroll Payroll systems, resulting in some incomplete payments. Officials anticipate the issue being resolved for the next payroll on February 9th. The Amalgamated Transit Union, which represents transit workers around the country and right here in Austin, previously raised concerns to the CAP Metro Board about Keola's track record with unions and some charges of unfair labor practices. Now the union had at one point even asked the board to reject this company's bid
2: the faa is vowing to hold boeing accountable after last month's alaska airlines door plug blowout testifying before a house subcommittee today faa administrator mike whitaker said his agency will not approve production expansion of 737 max 9 jets until quality control issues are resolved stressing that what matters is the safety of the public let me stress the safety of the flying public is our mission and we will continue to it will continue to inform our decision making going forward. A new preliminary report from the National Transportation Safety Board says that during that Alaska Airlines incident bolts had been missing from the door at the time of the blowout. In a statement today, Boeing president and CEO Dave Calhoun said the company takes accountability for what happened, adding they must do better for their customers and passengers.
0: The verdict for a mother of a school shooter has offici- officially been reached. What the jury decided in the case of Jennifer Crumbly, up next.
1: Way early today, Cedar was low, but it spiked late in the morning, so we're now up to medium for the 24 average. 24-hour average. Mold and Elm are low. Our temperatures still manage 70s today with all that sunshine, although we've got way more cloudiness ahead. We'll track the rain that may impact your weekend in first warning weather.
0: A Michigan jury found Jennifer Crumbly, the mother of teenage school shooter Ethan Crumbly, guilty on four counts of involuntary manslaughter earlier
2: today. The landmark verdict comes after a week of intense testimony from more than 20 witnesses, along with text message and police video evidence, intended to show Jennifer Crumbly knew of her son's mental state and access to a gun, and yet neglected to act on the day he committed a mass shooting at Oxford High School back in 2021. Ethan Crumbly pleaded guilty as an adult. He was sentenced in december to life without parole
0: this is the first time in the u.s that the parent of a child who committed a mass shooting has been charged in such a manner crumbly sentencing is set for april 19th she faces up to 15 years in prison per count Crumbly's husband, James, is also facing four counts of involuntary manslaughter in a separate trial.
2: Investigators in New Hampshire are closing in on whoever was responsible for thousands of AI-generated, fake Joe Biden robocalls, and they say it leads to Texas. John Formella, the state's attorney general, says the calls, which came just days before the New Hampshire primary, use an imposter Joe Biden to encourage Democrats there not to vote. Investigators say they've traced the calls back to a company based out of Texas. Formella says while they are making progress, there is not yet enough evidence to bring charges. He says the case represents a unique threat to democracy. Every state in the country is going to be having their own primaries for their for their own elections, not just for the presidential race. So this this is a national problem and. AI presents an even bigger threat than mailers present. So we're looking to get ahead of it and send the message of deterrence. And the attorney general says that even though they know up to 25,000 robocalls were placed, it's still unclear exactly how many people may have elected not to vote as a result of the calls.
0: The Food and Drug Administration is investigating a listeria outbreak linked to queso fresco and Cotilla cheese. Today, food company Rizzo Lopez Foods voluntarily recalled all cheese and dairy products made in its facility. The nationwide recall includes not only cheese, but yogurt and sour cream products from brands like Campesino, Don Francisco, and 365 Whole Foods Market. The CDC says people with recalled products should throw them away or try to return them to the store where they were purchased. Consumers should also clean the refrigerator, any containers or surfaces that the cheese may have touched. The FDA said the outbreak was last investigated in 2017 and 2021, but illnesses date back to 2014. The investigation was reopened after new illnesses were reported just recently. Going in depth, the symptoms and severity of Listeria depend on the person. Listeria sickness is most common for people who are pregnant, people older than 65, or people who have weakened immune systems, and of course newborns. Now, if you're pregnant, you could experience a fever or some flu-like symptoms. For others, common symptoms are also fever and flu-like symptoms, but also headache, stiff neck, confusion, loss of balance, and even seizures. The CDC said Listeria is the third most common cause of death from
1: foodborne illnesses.
2: First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon.
1: Let's start by taking it outside to our Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam. On KXAN News at 4, I said some of these clouds moving in may give us a great sunset. And sun doesn't set until 6-12 this evening, but we're already starting to see some great-looking sky out there. Again, this is our Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam from Westlake Hills looking toward that setting sun, which looks gorgeous as these clouds are thickening up. They're moving in from west to east. They'll come in waves, so at times the skies turn mostly cloudy, and then other times the clouds thin out a little bit, and you start to see the stars again. We do expect way more clouds tomorrow than today. There is somewhat of a cold front uh, coming with this area of low pressure that's been bringing the rain, storms, Uh, There was even a tornado warning in San Diego County a couple hours ago, and also high elevation snow. Generally, that front's only going to bring us a slim little rain chance on Thursday, though. Uh, Tonight... Increasing clouds a partly cloudy to at times, mostly cloudy night. We stay dry, 46, and we're still dry tomorrow despite all the extra clouds, high of 69. So a couple of degrees cooler tomorrow, thanks in large part to the extra clouds. Let me track those waves of clouds through the night for you into your day tomorrow. I still expect some breaks of sun at times tomorrow, so it's not all gray. And more of that sun will be in the morning than the afternoon. And then we're generally trending toward a mostly cloudy sky during the second half of your Wednesday. But still, despite the cloudiness, we stay dry here tomorrow. Then we head into Thursday, and we may actually get a little rain on Thursday. Not much, though. You can see how gray it is in the morning. There could be both fog and drizzle, and also a spotty shower around during the morning, thanks to that weak cold front I mentioned a few seconds ago. It brings us those slim rain chances, call it 20% during the morning hours, but we're now a little more optimistic that some sunny breaks may come during Thursday afternoon, which would still allow us to get into the 70s here on Thursday. Then the clouds thicken back up again as we head into Friday. Another couple of spotty sprinkles possible on Friday. Rainfall amounts on Thursday look very light, just a few hundredths of an inch if you're lucky enough to get rain, and the rain chances on Friday are even lower. But by far the highest rain chances come this weekend. The good news, if you've got weekend plans, the rain looks light. But it does look more and more widespread as we look at new uh, computer models each day. 50% rain chances now for Saturday, up to 72. That's up to 60% rain chances now on Sunday. But now we think we may get a little sun late in the day, high of 64. That's thanks to a cold front that comes through Sunday morning. Still, the seven-day rainfall forecast, which is mostly focused on that Saturday-Sunday rainfall, not impressive. Generally, it's a quarter inch or less for most of us, although... Some of our other computer models a little wetter than that. We'll keep watching that weekend that does feature some rain from time to time. Wouldn't cancel the plans, but have the rain jacket. We do start next week cooler, low 60s for highs, and nighttime lows dipping back down into the 30s.
2: All right, Nick, thank you very much. Social media giant is taking steps to crack down on misinformation. What Meta is doing to help better label what's AI generated. Meta is taking a harder stance on misinformation and deepfakes ahead of the upcoming elections, not just in America, but around the world. The parent company of Facebook and Instagram said it would ramp up its use of labels on artificial intelligence-generated images that come from other sites. Now, the shift won't be immediate, however, you'll probably start seeing more images labeled AI generated in the coming months as Meta continues working on the problem through the next year. However, Meta warns it does not have the ability to easily detect audio and video made with AI. All right, well, coming out tonight on KXAN, we've got Night Court at 7 o'clock, followed by Extended Family at 7.30, La Brea at 8, and then Quantum Leap at 9, and then we'll be back with you for KXAN News at 10. Or you can join us
0: an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 over on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us over the air or through your television provider.